Hey, um, happy Sunday. Yes, happy Sunday. Um, and I do believe it is officially Scorpio season. So shouts out to all the Scorpio sun, moon, rising, Venus, um, Scorpio dominance, um, like me. Um, this is, uh, it's about to be real interesting. I don't know why I do this when I know the glare in my glasses throws me off. But, um, and I'm recording this on my podcast too. So if you see me looking down and I also have notes written down. So I'll be doing that periodically. Um, but I just wanted to do a little quick video podcast episode because it is almost my Venus return. And I am excited because I really hadn't done anything like for um, beyond my solar return. So what I'm going to do is do my Venus return and I'm going to kind of just share how things are going and what that looks like. Um, Cause I kind of just, I'm, I want to watch it. So um, today I want to talk about Venus return and what that's going to look like for me and what that means specifically, as well as a quick November, just general, not too heavy, not in depth. You want in depth, you can book a reading, but just a really general one because um, I have new cards. And I kind of just want to do a reading with them. Yay. Um, so there's that. So let's talk about my Venus return. So first off, what is a Venus return? So a return, you know, to return means to go back. So there we go. So that means Venus went back someplace. And for me, Venus is almost back at the place it was at the time of my birth. So I am a Sag Venus. Um, and Venus is in Sagittarius, but it is not quite at the point of return for me. Um, it'll be at the return sometime late Halloween going into the 1st of November. So already November is gonna start off with really interesting energy. Things that I looked at, um, think about with Venus. Venus is all about, um, one love um it rules taurus and libra so we have an earth sign and an air sign so it rules the mental the mindset the interior in terms of how we express you know how, what we think about love how we interact with people how we communicate um things like that um wanting to have balance and um harmony but then we also have Taurus, which is the physical expression. It's not simply physical as in the sensual aspect, but literally the, the physical realm. So Taurus is the mother earth sign. So it literally is all of our senses. It is um, seeing, smelling, touching, tasting. Venus is our five senses. And the opulence and it rules abundance. Um, beauty. Um, so thinking about those things, those are the things, the themes that Venus brings with a Sagittarius flair. Um, so fire energy, very fiery, um, 
Sagittarius is the guru sign of the zodiac. It's ruled by Jupiter, the great benefic, so the lucky planet, um, which isn't like a bad pairing when you really think about it in that regard. Um, so, and it's for me personally, that's in my sixth house. And so the sixth house is how you are of service. It's your day-to-day -day life. It's not your career per se, but it is what you do every day. And in generally what I would want to do every day would be something I love because that's where Venus is. Um, and with the Sagittarius and Sagittarius likes the I wander and I wander, it's something where I'm not tied down. Um, so yeah, um, these are the things, the themes that are coming up for me with my Venus return. Obviously, with Venus, rom romance is a given. Um, and so that's a thing that's also coming up. And so these are some of the things that I found really interesting. And then also some things I'm doing to prepare for my Venus return. So let's talk about November. So November 1st. So it's an 11. It's numerology-wise, we still acknowledge November as an 11 month, even though it also carries... From a universal perspective, November is going to be a seven month. But for me specifically, November is going to be very powerful because I am a life path 11. So 11, that's like, I got to be mindful of what I'm thinking, feeling, saying the entire month. Um, because 11, that strong, intuitive and manifestation energy is present. And it'll be just that much more present for me. For me, it's a personal month one. So this is also the month of new beginnings. I'm moving into a new cycle, a new journey. Something new is coming for me. So I'm like, okay. Um, from even looking at some of the astrology. So we have Jupiter, which in your birth chart, if you identify as a woman, um, Jupiter and you are... Um, Jupiter represents your partner. So it doesn't matter what your partner is. If you identify as a woman, your partner is Jupiter. Um, so Jupiter is out of retrograde, right in time for my Venus return. Okay. All right. I mean, um, okay. And as a funny note, in my progressed chart, so Jupiter is station direct now in Aquarius and my progressed chart my Venus is in Aquarius um but Saturn is now station direct Aquari um, in Aquarius Pluto is now station um direct in Capricorn and for me this is happening in my seventh house and the seventh house is the house of partnership whether that's business or personal it is the house of one-to-one -one relationships in um enemies people you know um so lots of planets just went back to normal such as it may be um mercury is in libra right now and it's moving to scorpio um but the thing that really stuck out to me was that when my venus return happens juno which is the asteroid and if you don't know who juno is think Hera, the, you know, wife of Zeus. Um, Juno is the um, ride or die partner energy um, in the chart. So it would be 
like in a man's chart, it would be the characteristics, the traits of um, Venus represents their wife, but Juno would represent some additional characteristics they may want or see in their wife. Um, whereas for me, it may be how I express as one, as a partner. So they're conjunct when I go through my um, Venus return. Okay. Um, at present, just for the record, I'm single. So this is like... All right, so then I pulled my Venus return chart and you can pull this on AstroSeek, but I pulled my Venus return chart to see kind of what the theme of this next Venetian year is going to be. So for my Venus return year, I am a Libra rising. So again, the sign of relationships, that Z partnership sign is my Venus year rising sign. Um, which puts Aries in my seventh house. And right now, Chiron, the wounded healer, is in Aries. So right now, and I can tell this has been the case, I've been kind of watching it unfold in my life already. This call to heal anything related to old relationships or how I see myself as it relates to my partner or potential partner. Um, even my dreams, if you've ever listened to any of my episodes, either YouTube or podcast, where I talk about the dreams, I say I have dreamt about a future partner um, more than once. And even more so now, much more vivid in the dreams. Um, so I'm like, okay, all right. Um, I even took a peek at my solar return chart to kind of see what was happening. And so it was really interesting because... I looked at where Venus has rulership as well. So in my birth chart, Venus rules my fourth and my 11th house. So this is um, the house, fourth house is your home. Like it is where you feel safe, it's where you feel secure. Um, it's the um, area of your roots, um, where you're grounded at your ancestry, um, mother, um, then you have the 11th house, which is hopes and dreams, um, and your social community, your outward community, the people that you choose to spend your time with. Um, and so I'm looking at all of these things um, in my um, solar return chart. Um, Venus is at 29 degrees. So that's a really critical point. It's the, right before it ingresses into the next sign. So this is kind of like that karmic point, like you're releasing, healing something um, with that degree. So it's at 29 degrees in my fifth house, which is the house of um, love. It's um, um, what you love to do, what you enjoy doing. It's the house of the sun, so who you are, who you naturally are who you're supposed to be, how you are supposed to express your creative energy, um, your inner child, um, children in general. So it's at 29 degrees there. And then for my other spot, it's in my second house, how you make money, your hidden talents, your voice. Um, it's in my second house in my solar return chart. So I've looked at, been looking at all of those things, trying to decide what can I do 
to make the most of my Venus return to manifest those things in a positive way for Venus. So Venus is abundance. How can I can manifest abundance? How can I, you know, manifest healthy relationships? Because clearly it's not solely looking at my one-to-one relationships with there being some play in my 11th house. It's looking at my relationships with people in general, with my fourth house, my relationship with my family, um, with my ancestors. So I've been really kind of paying that attention and thinking about those things. So things that I decided to do um, are, I decided to make, um, this came up for me in a reading the other day, to put an altar in my living room. So I have a, an actual shrine room, like an altar room, shrine, sanctuary, however you want to call it. I have a room full of altars in my house. Um, even, you know, my nightstand is like a mini altar, but I didn't have anything in my living room. But this is usually, I'm not usually doing readings in my altar room. My altar room is for me. Um, so if I'm doing readings, I'm typically out here. But I didn't really have, like, you know, I said something, but I didn't have anything permanent and really like an altar altar set up. So I bought some flowers today. So I'm sitting here and I'm looking at flowers. And why? Because, you know, that's earth. Um, and they're pretty. So there's a visual aspect of it. They smell nice. So there's that sense of smell aspect of it. Um, there is the romance, the romance aspect of it. I want someone to buy me flowers. So all of these things come into play. Um, that I even have different color roses. So like, like, you know, the pinks for the self-love, yellow for that solar plexus energy. I think one of these is borderline orange for your sacral. So again, all of these things I'm taking into account. I have some purple flowers up for my crown chakra. Um, I have white flowers for, you know, protection, healing, um, and anything, anything, um, spiritual connection, divine light. So that's what I have going on. Um, even if I can't go someplace and get a pedicure before the first, I'm going to do something with my feet. They're not bad. It's just that, that is that taking care of yourself. So that's physical touch. That is nurturing your body temple, um, I'm gonna cook a really nice dinner tonight. Um, yeah, the ancestors did definitely ask for that, um, but I've been thinking about cooking something specific for a few days, so I'm gonna make sure I do that tonight. Um, I'm going to pay attention to when I feel like I need to rest. Um, I've been doing that a lot more now, especially since I've been doing breath work and paying attention to like when I'm breathing through my left side and it's telling me and my body feels like, okay, I wanna relax or if I'm breathing through my right side and it's like, okay, it's time to get up and go, go, go. So I've been paying attention to a lot of these things to see what I want. I've been journaling a lot more. Um, I was debating on whether I was gonna wait for the new moon to manifest and then I was like, no, no. And I pulled cards on it first, but there's some things I want to bring forward. So I'm going to do a Venus return reading um, for sure. But there were some things that came up specifically about, you know, budgeting and things like that because Venus is abundance. And with that second house energy at play, I want to make sure um, that I really pay that attention. Um, the other thing I noticed in my chart was that 
the sun is getting ready to trigger my vertex point. So I'm like, okay, this is going to be real. This month is going to be real interesting, but I'm here for it. I'm really excited. Um, I'm excited that this is happening in Scorpio season because Scorpio is the um, sign of transformation. It's also about your personal power. And that's something that I am personally doing more of is walking in my personal power and walking as myself. Scorpio rules my fifth house which is naturally the sun. The sun is who you are. It's your personality. It's who you are. And for me, allowing myself to be me is really important. And that's what, you know, that's Venus too. Like, you know, it's, um, you know, definitely connected to the divine feminine. And one of the aspects of divine feminine energy is being yourself. It's the masculine is setting that boundary, but initially you first have to identify who you are, who yourself is, and do that unabashedly. And that is your divine feminine energy. The articulation of the boundary that you're not going to dot, 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 because this is who I am, that is your divine masculine energy. So I'm in my divine feminine right now, expressing, going through that place of being able to express, to walk, to be me. Um, and that's a really, really beautiful place to be at because I can see it coming more and more. Um, what are some other things that I'm going to do? I may do a ritual that night. Like I may go ahead and like get a pink couple of pink, a pink candle, maybe some gold candles and do like a very Venusian uh, manifestation ritual coming into the actual return. Like I may do a Halloween night after we um, get candy or whatever, and the kids have gone to bed. I might do it then um, because that's around the time it'll actually be um, at that degree. So, hmm, that just came to me. All right. Venusian ritual. Hmm. Now I need more rose quartz and things like that to make my little Venus spot on my um, working altar space here. So that's what I wanted to share is like, these are some of the areas that I need to look at. And I, it was really high level because I, I need to sit with it and see, you know, some of the aspects and things like that and what that's really, really going to look like. But it, I mean, I can't ignore that partnerships and relationships are going to be a really big thing. So who knows? I may meet somebody. I may not. Um, but it'd be really cool to see how this plays out. Um, so that's enough about my Venus return. And like I said, I, I got new cards and I really need to use them. So, um, we talked about the numerology a little bit, November 11 energy. So I'm gonna say for everyone, whether it, especially if you are a life path one, a life path two, or a master number 11, yeah, be mindful of how you're thinking and speaking. Um, in the month of November, um, November 11th is definitely a nice gateway. So just keep that in mind. Um, and let me just say this, don't spend the whole day watching the clock on November 11th, looking for 11-11. If it is divinely ordained for you to do something, see something, get acknowledgement at 11-11, you will. You don't have to stop the clock for it. And 
for me personally, and I keep saying I'm going to do a separate video for me in numerology or a separate podcast, um, but I don't only, it doesn't come to me that way all the time. I might be driving down the road and see 2947. For me, that's 1111. Um, and I always get that extra little tingle to let you know. Mm -hmm. So that's how I see. Like, I don't just sit there and it's just that. It's so much bigger than that. Like, it's so much more. It's not limited in that regard. So if I get to the clock and it's 1129, that's an 1111 portal. So that's just me personally, how I work with the energy of numbers and how I, I'm not limited those to those opportunities for those openings. Um, but for the collective, um, it is a universal month seven. So sevens are very level-headed. That's the, at the top, but they're very solitary. Um, very grounded, but also high, very spiritual number, very, very spiritual number, um, very much connected to the divine. Um, it is the teacher, the leader. It's both a, a teacher and a leader. The opportunity for the seven is to, one, not always be alone. So if you feel like a really strong pull to be solitary in the month of November this year, that's probably why. You'll probably sway back and forth um, between wanting to be solitary and wanting to kind of spend time with people. Um, there's also um, this need to surrender because the number seven is such an intellectual number and so intelligent that sometimes that's where they're at and they need to surrender to the divine. Like some, they're still solitary, so they don't want to ask for help and do things like that. Um, but sometimes you need help and sometimes that help cannot come in the material form. Sometimes it, it has to be divine intervention. And so just bear that in mind. You're always going to feel, it'll be like an undercurrent. You'll feel your personal months more strongly. And then depending on what the essence of the year is for you, how that will all play and marry together. So just something to keep in mind. Um, it is starting off with Scorpio energy. So like I said, personal power, transformation, it naturally rules the eighth house. So you're thinking about other people's money. Um, when we say that's investments, taxes, um, get child support, uh, how you get paid, um, the actual act of you receiving money from someone else or giving money to someone else. It is all about other people's money, your personal power, your shadow. Um, so things make that new moon in Scorpio is not coming to play with you. If you have not released any limiting beliefs about who you are, you'll know it because they'll show themselves um, with that new moon. Um, yeah, so that's the numerology and just general thoughts about the month of November. So we're going to do a past, present, and future. So. And hold on. Let me... Cleansing. There you go. Still. Core to give. 
So this is very, very general, very, very high level. This is for the collective. Um, simply asking for permission from the most high to allow me to deliver some medicine today. Whatever that medicine needs to be. What energy are we walking away from as we as we move into the month of November? Um, how what's the energy that we're stepping into? And what energy should we be taking with us as we leave? And then I will pull um, a self-care card and a chakra oracle card for some additional guidance and advice for the month. Like I said, this is very general. This is for the collective. Take what resonates, leave what does not. And those of you who have not ever watched me do a reading, if I look like I'm going to cry, I'm not sad. I might just be channeling. So just let that be. And I'm just going to ask that I'm only, only, only working with the energies of the highest vibration from source. Okay. Now the optimal time to do the general message for the month of November. Am I only connected to um, source? Okie dokie. All right. What is the message the collective needs to know right now? What do they need to hear? What energy are we leaving in the month of September? I mean, October. What energy is the collective are we need leaving? Ash, hey, yes. Eight of Swords. Meow. So, the Eight of Swords. Ooh. Okay. Um, the Eight of Swords is all about. Swords energy is air. And air is your thoughts, ideas, and communication. It's your mental headspace. And the eights are all about where you're focusing your energy, whether that's, you know, your emotional energy, your physical energy, where are you focusing it at? And so the eight of swords is how we're focusing our mental energy. And it, right now, she's focused on being trapped or she thinks she's trapped. You see how her eyes are covered? She thinks she's trapped. But if you're looking at it, you'll see those two swords down there. She could step off that pumpkin at any time and be just fine. She could step off that pumpkin at any time, walk to go get some help. She's not trapped anywhere but in her head. She's trapped only, only in her head. Leaving um, doubt, fear, when anything that doesn't serve us mentally, we're leaving that behind. And I wasn't going to look at, the, <laughs> I wasn't going to look at the back of the deck, but I feel like it's important 
that, that we see that this hanged man is back there. So the hanged man is all about that surrender. Like, all right, fine. You know what? You got me. You got me. Hangman is really uncomfortable energy. It's really, really, really uncomfortable energy. But it's uncomfortable because it's asking you to let go. Stop fighting. Let go and surrender to the process. And right now, that's what, as a collective, we've been doing is like no longer fighting who we are, but simply surrendering to who we're supposed to be. Um... And I say that because we got the sun. And remember I said the sun is who you are. It's your personality. It's who you're supposed to be. Uh, all right, so that's our past. That's what we're leaving. And then October, that doubt, we're not, we're not taking that with us. We're not taking those fears with us. We're letting them go. They're, they're staying here in October. When we move into November, we're moving into ourselves. So what is the energy that we're stepping into for the month of November? What energy? stepping into as a collective in the month of November. I heard taking time out to be with family. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. 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 Hold on. Ooh. I said, take your time out to be with family. Three of Cups. So Three of Cups, it was in reverse. So the Three of Cups is about, um, Cups is emotions. And the Three of Cups specifically is about company, being together. Just before it popped out, I said, taking time to be with family. You don't have to be alone. That was just what I said earlier, that seven energy wants to be alone. But sometimes you need to be with people who love you. There's healing in that. And even if you feel like you're alone, you're never truly alone. Past loved ones, your ancestors, guardian angels, simply just God always with you the wheel of fortune so wheel of fortune is all about cycles um, this is ending cycles Ending the cycle of taking on too much. Need to ask for help when you need it. Being honest about how you feel. The Nine of Pentacles is all about wishes coming true. 
the eight of pentacles you're, you're you're doing the work you're whittling you're doing the work and you can see it you can see but it's, it's slow coming though but you can see that buds and things are starting to grow but the nine of pentacles is when you start to reap the rewards of your harvest but in order to reap your rewards You have to let go of the notion you don't deserve them. You have to see yourself as the emperor. See yourself worthy of the abundance that you are hoping for. And see, the, the emperor is the Aries. It's, I am. So again, we're back to who are you? Who do you see yourself as? Do you see yourself worthy of abundance? Do you see yourself worthy of success? And if you do, you have to now walk it and embody it. And not simply just, you know, it can't just be lip service. So the energy that you are coming into is this, one energy that you're not alone energy that you are going to honor how you feel honor what you need honor when you need support honor when you need that emotional connection there's nothing wrong with that and breaking cycles breaking away from what doesn't serve you ending those cycles closing those doors so that you can have those new opportunities that's what i heard is new opportunities Okay, um, what, ooh-wee, two nights, ow, nice, so we got the Knight of Wands, and for some reason, I'm picturing the Knight of Wands in my other deck, the Knight of Wands in my other deck, the horses in the background dancing to the girl beat on the drum. It's going after your passion. Chasing your dreams. Chasing what fills your cup because you got the Knight of Cups here. You're going after what fills your cup. And there's gonna to have to be a choice made. The two of wands, it's like, okay, you know what? I got these two wands here, but only one of them is truly going to move me forward. Only one of them is gonna lead me to that cup and it's gonna help me fill that cup up. So which one do I choose? If you follow your passion, it'll get you there faster. If you follow your passion, it'll get you there faster. It's not that you can't get there the other way. You'll just be going to scene club. You'll be going all around the mulberry bush. 
But if you allow your intuition to guide you, allow source to lead you and surrender to the possibility that you don't know, but you, um, believe, trust, have faith, you will be at your passion by the end of the month. Even if you're not physically touching it, you'll, you'll know. And you'll be ready to make that choice. Okay. Um, let's see. Mm, let's see what advice our chakras have for us for the month of November. What advice do we have for the collective for the month of November? What advice do we have for the collective for the month of November? So this is our solar plexus. This is us trusting our instincts. Believing in ourselves and believing in the God that's within us. Because we all are of God and thus God is within all of us. And trusting that. Letting go of those limiting beliefs and some of y'all going through a spiritual awakening. That's what I heard. I heard spiritual awakening. And there's a child here on this card. And your inner child, the part of you that was not traumatized, the part of that inner child that is not holding on to trauma from your youth, um, that is where your courage is. Because that child, jumping off of beds and things, did no fear. Putting stuff in their mouth. Didn't know fear. I'm going to be such and such. Didn't know limits. That is the energy that you need to embody. This is also going to be a month of gratitude. And service. And really taking care of your ancestors. Being grateful the vibration that gets you to your manifestation is gratitude. Because you already got it. Be happy with what you already got. And grateful because if you thought it, it already exists. If you thought it, it already exists. You just can't yet see it in the physical realm. So you have to already be grateful for it. Because if you're already grateful for something that is, you can't see physically, your mind and your energy is going to be like, but that ain't even here. We got some work to do. The universe start moving things to get you there. But keep in mind, we got that nine of pentacles energy. Your wishes are coming through. True, they're just coming through slowly. So some of you have planted seeds that you're going to start seeing 
the harvest from that you've been waiting, waiting, waiting for, and you're going to start to see your manifestations actually come to bear in um, November. And for some reason, that I'm thinking about the full moon in Taurus. So this may be something you planted back in May. And some of you have been planting seeds and you're just going to start to see those buds start to show up. But that's your sign that the manifestation is coming. Service, you know, this is a, a, a giving season. So how can you be of service? How does, how can you use your passion to be of service to others, to humanity? And it's completion again, completing a cycle, but this also is not completing a cycle solely for yourself, but completing a cycle for your line, for your lineage. And some of you, especially if you do ancestor veneration and you watch this video, please leave an offering for your ancestor. Thanks. Um, let's see what kind of self-care y'all need to do for the month of November. Take time out to have fun. Take time to be alone. Eat good, it's okay. I don't know who needed to hear that, but eat good, it's okay. Love on yourself. Give honor to yourself. You've come a long way. You've come a long way. And it's time for you to honor your journey. You may not be at the finish line yet, and that's okay. Honor your journey. Okay. Okay, so clearly some of y'all need to plan a vacation. Get two more. Two more. You know, I just gave y'all a list. Hope you wrote it down. Some of y'all need a massage. So let's see. Y'all can holla at if you're local. If you're local, if you're where I'm at, if you're one of my local folks, Gaia's therapeutic massage. And Takia, please do, forgive me, but Takia Browning um also does massage. Um, oh, and um, uh, I cannot kill anyone's name, but Sh um, Shonda Kettles on Facebook. So there we go. Comedic Bliss, Takia Browning, and Shonda Kettles. There you go. Massage for those of y'all that are local. Um, plan a vacation. And didn't I just say watch your words? Positive affirmations. I saw this thing. I either saw it or heard it somewhere. Um, oh, when I said something about family too, I love that. Um, about a ritual, a, a cleansing ritual, where wrote the things that they wanted to get rid of, all of the words. This may have been my owl that said that. Um, but I feel like I heard it on Coffee and Toast. But write the words on your body. Um, 
you could take Palo Santo, light it up, let it cool, but then use it the ash that don't come off easily. Do something like that. And then set the intention that as you take your cleansing shower, all of those things, all of those negative thoughts and feelings are washing down the drain as they wash off you. So that's a way to do that, um, a cleansing one. But say affirmations to yourself. Say positive affirmations to yourself. Say it in the mirror. If you don't know what to say, you know, I love myself. I am beautiful. I am brave. I am worthy. I am grateful. I choose love. Um, in the mornings with my sons before school, we say I, I am blessed. I am divine. I am protected. I am good. I am kind. I am smart. I am awesome. I am great. I am abundant. I am loved. I am worthy. And today is a good day. There you go. There's a few that you can use. Um, but you need to speak positivity over your life, over yourself. The more you speak it, the more it's going to draw to you. Don't think that it's immediately going to happen like two seconds later. And it might. But y'all got a lot of pinnacles energy. Let it take time to build up. Especially if you don't have a practice of doing that. You got to kind of build that energy up. Because you're going to be like, mm, one day? All right, we'll see. Do it every day. Every day. Every day. Make it a habit. Make it a ritual. So that that way... Like, oh, oh, they, oh, okay, all right, good, okay, wait, 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 they said they were, they, they, they said that, um, you know, they are love, and so we want to make sure we bring loving energy around with friends and family and things like that, so we can always be around love, and it's just going to happen like that, and look for those opportunities, and you can ask the most high for signs that you can't miss. You can ask for that. And you're like, uh, do you honestly think God can't give you a sign that you can't miss? I just, I just want you to think about the rationale behind that. If you pray, and just for the record, manifesting and praying are the same thing. But anyway, um, you ask for a sign. Like I always say, you know, please give me a sign that I can't, like I personally can't miss. And then you have to... One, also learn what your signs are. Learn what your spiritual language is. So mine is numerology, mine is astrology, um, animals, things like that, music. So like, and then I'm gonna finish this, wrap this up. But yesterday I went to the ocean, my first time, I was very excited, um, but I divined it first. Like I asked, was yesterday a good day for me to drive to the ocean? And I got a yes. And I went for a specific intention. Um, and as I got closer, um, I ended up behind this guy with a boat. And the name of the boat was an Aquarius. And I'm an Aquarius son. That is a sign. I can't miss. I can't miss that. I was behind a truck. And I even took a picture of it. But the little flap thingies on the back of the tire, I don't know what that's called, so don't judge me. Um, but the flaps had white birds on them. And, you know, this is one of, if you know, especially my, if you know, you know, that was like huge for me. Um, even a hawk, I was driving, it went to move out the way, but then it was like leading my car. 
signs I cannot miss. Um, seeing ravens, and ravens are my power animal. Cats are my spirit animal, ravens are my power animal. So, again, um, signs I can't miss. If I see 38, 29, 47, 11, 11 in any capacity, oh yeah. Oh yeah, I, I already know. It, it, it's, 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 this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So ask for those things and ask to receive it in a way that you can't miss it, where you can't ignore it. And then when you get the sign, don't ignore it. Like if you prayed about it and you got the sign, okay, you got the sign. Now it's time for you to act. Um, but that's all I wanted to share today. I hope that you enjoyed this video. I did not mean this to be almost an hour long, but hey, you know, it is what it is. Um, please let me know in the comments how this reading resonated with you. If it did, um, if you want to book a reading, I do have openings available for like um, inbox readings. You can book those. I have a variety on there on my site of different types. And if you are unsure what you need, message me. Um, I don't have openings per se for the 15 minute consultation. But if you message me and it's a day where it's like light and I don't have a lot going on, the kids ain't around, I'll give you time for a consult and we can do that, okay? Thank you so much for listening. Take care. Grow With Naya will be a weekly podcast where I discuss not only my spiritual life, but also my regular everyday life as well. I will also share what else I'm growing in my garden including any new poetry, courses, events, and interviews with inspiring souls. My intention is for this to be a place of growth and community. Be sure to leave me a voice message. Find me on social media at Naya Shalom. Gratitude in advance for you subscribing, liking, rating, sharing, and commenting on any podcast app. Thank you.